Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Today we'll be talking about Ostara and just kind of a few things that we remember from our past, what we like about Ostara, a couple things you might want to do, what you can look forward to for the spring. And of course, when all else fails. Beautiful, beautiful. You and your lovely Book of Shadows. You know, how can you not like this? So right here, page three is where I explain what Ostara is. Oh, let's start with page three. What is Ostara, Shell? Before I, before I talk about what I've pulled out for our Southern Hemisphere friends, it is actually Mabin. It's the fall equinox. That's right. But here's the thing, because it's equinox. Guess what? We're all equal day and night, 12 hours of sun, 12 hours of dark. So we're equal with our Southern Hemisphere friends today. Very nice. It was roughly 545-ish, give or take, Eastern on the in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, East Coast, Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, the rest of the world, I'm not really sure. Yeah, about I don't that. know. Yeah, just as far 545 ish Eastern was when the equinox was. So, day and night equal time. It's a great time of year to talk about balance, to work towards balance. And of course, spring is new beginnings and freshness. You know, and actually, that was, we're, we're going to talk about spring cleaning. That's actually a thing. It's actually, <laughs> it, it, it can be a ritual. So for our our Southern Hemisphere friends, you're celebrating the uh, autumn equinox. But for us folks here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's what's called the vernal equinox. Like I said, nights and day are equal. And I think the best part, especially for East Coast folk, uh, Northeast folk, is spring. Winter's over. The dark period is over. Here in America, we still do daylight savings time. Uh, which we just quote unquote celebrated a week or so ago, you know, it's getting to be light still at seven o'clock. We're going to be, what is it? 90 seconds a day we gain light right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that is definitely one of the better times, especially in the Northeast. You hit it exactly. It's all that extra daylight and all that extra sunshine. And I know for a lot of people on the East Coast, things are still gray. You still have snow in a lot of areas. It's definitely not warming up, but you're going to start seeing those little little flowers start poking through the ground. You know, the birds and the squirrels are going to be out. You know, you start to see all those first signs of spring. And in California... It's like spring all year round. Over it's there. spring all year round. But it is, even in places like that, it does change. And, and new beginnings are happening all over the country. And that's really what this is all about. It's those first signs of life, that life coming back to the earth. You know, I think... A very common way that folks like to celebrate is planting. This is kind of the beginning of planting season. And I know you and I talked about you're planting a garden today, actually. Yes. And just just real quick, why don't you tell everybody why is the equinox or why is spring? Why is this time of year the best time? Because honestly, you know me, I am the worst horticulture person on the planet. (laughs) Plants come to me to die. I've planted things in like the first week of June. What makes now good? Right now, both of us are on the East Coast, so we'll stick with East Coast things. Planting things now and starting them now is best inside. 
particularly in the East Coast, because you do have that extra light to grow things. And you're going to want to germinate your seeds and start them now because you get that energy of the equinox, of that light changing over to being longer and stronger. And it's the whole idea of life returning. So if you start seeds today indoors, you have a couple months now where you can take care of them and grow them inside before you transplant them to outside. You know, so you kind of like relate that a little bit to your life. Now is a good time to start new things, to germinate new ideas and things that you want in your life because this type of energy is going to help those grow. It's going to help those seeds germinate and crack open and have those brand new just beginning phases that are able to start. I sent Shell earlier today some pictures of cannabis packets that I'm starting because this year where I'm at, I can grow outdoors legally for the first time. And so it's something to start now indoors so that things are stronger by the time summer comes around. So you have to wait to put things outside. You can't rush into things. You have to kind of start it, nurture it, and then you can put it outside once the the last fear of frost is over. And then you can start things outside and go from there. I, I wanted to just kind of circle back. You know, I said something about cleaning, spring cleaning. That is an age old O-star ritual, if you will. Like I said, winter is over, kind of out with the old, in with the new, literally and figuratively dusting out the cobwebs letting those first breezes of spring in, you know, everybody has their windows shut up. Sometimes in the Northeast, people plastic over their windows. You know, it's kind of letting everything out that's been stifling all winter. You know, it's time to start unhermiting. We all kind of hermit all winter. You know, you kind of hibernate just like bears hibernate, we all just kind of hunker down. Just like the seeds in the earth kind of hibernating in the dark. Me personally, I am not a fan of being a chilly person. I don't like being cold. So I am indoors and I am I, I'm locked in for the winter. So this is where you start opening those windows. You know, you start ripping things apart, dusting, sweeping, cleaning, kind of just refreshing everything. This is the time of year when that Persephone and Demeter story really hits home for me. Persephone was the daughter of Demeter, the goddess Demeter, the goddess of grains and of harvest and of the earth. Persephone was beautiful and Hades, the god of the underworld, fell in love with her. And so at the dark half of the year, he comes up and snatches her, Persephone, from the above world and brings her down with him. Her mother Demeter is so sad that Persephone is gone while she searches the earth for her. Everything dies. Demeter doesn't take care of anything anymore. So Demeter lets everything die. The earth goes quiet and, and plants don't grow. Everything gets cold and quiet while she's searching for her daughter. And six months later, on the spring equinox, Persephone emerges from the underworld and her mother is so overjoyed that things return to life, that plants return to life, flowers bloom, grass grows, the sun gets stronger and the earth returns to life because Demeter is happy. We're just like Persephone. We're kind of dark and quiet. We go within. We go within to the earth. And then when spring comes, we feel much better. That sun is shining. and We want to come out. We want to grow. We want to take what we have learned from going within and kind of really bring that out into the sunshine and grow that for the rest of the year. And this is a perfect time to set those intentions. You know, planting seeds is not just, you talked about, you, you know, you're planting some Literal seeds, seeds. Literal, yeah. literal seeds, but 
there is the figurative seeds to plant, you know, what intentions do you have? Some, some people think that they look at the calendar, like this is the new year because we're emerging from that dark period. You and I kind of more follow the tradition that Samhain is the ending and the beginning of the year, but there is a population that feel that Ostara is the new year, new beginnings. Makes sense. It absolutely does. So this is where you set your intentions, whether it be mundane, magical, whatever, whatever you're looking to get out of the year. But the thing I I, I think really pops out at me the most is the egg. Maybe it's because I loved coloring Easter eggs as a kid. <laughs> but but it's the perfect symbol because it's that seed, so to say, hasn't hatched yet, but it's in there and it, it it's it's percolating, it's germinating. It's that brand new life that's in a waiting state. Right. And that is the kind of the epitome of Ostara to me is that egg in the state that egg is in. Yes, it's that it's that potential. It's so much is possible in the springtime. Everything is ripe and ready with new life. There's a reason why people say like sprouts, like veggie veggie sprouts are super nutritional. Like all the nutrients are packed in that brand new little tiny seedling. It's right. such a powerful force and it's all around us right now. And to tap into that magically, all you have to do is open yourself up to it. Walk outside a little bit barefoot. Put your face into the sun, you know, smell a new flower. And you've already got that that energy, that magic of newness, of beginnings, of possibility all around you as soon as you do those types of things. You know, Shell talked about eggs and decorating eggs, and that's not a Christian thing at all. That's a very old, ancient way to express life, to express spring and thankfulness for the, the new beginnings all around us. And so decorating eggs with your friends, with your children, with your family, giving decorated eggs is a beautiful way to kind of pass on that, you know, the, that that possibility, that that potential of newness and of beginnings. Can I just say I have a ritual written out for every single holiday we've ever done six times over. I have five Beltane rituals. I have like <laughs> Lamas rituals till I could die. Not want to star one. Really? Not one. I- You know, I wonder if the reason why you don't have any Ostara rituals is because as interesting as it is and as nice as as Ostara is, if I remember correctly, Ostara was the last indoor ritual. You are right. You are right. And we were just too itching. We were too itching. That's the best thing I can explain it. Because that's probably the least that that is probably the ritual I least participated in, honestly. In the community, the pagan community that Shell and I were involved in several decades ago in the southern tier of New York, it was a pagan community that consisted of solitaires, covens, family groups, trad groups, all sorts of different pagans near and far, several states away, that would all come to a private plot of land in that area that had been used for a very long time, long before you or I ever set foot on it. Decades. Had been used since I believe the 60s or the 70s by people as a pagan worship place. And so people would go there and we would gather on the Sabbaths. However, only from Beltane to Samhain. The rest of the year, the rest of the holidays were all done indoors, usually at the Unitarian Universalist Church in town, sometimes at someone's home, but they were all indoors. 
And Ostara was the last one right before Beltane. And everybody looked forward to Beltane. So I have to wonder if maybe we were just kind of like skipping this one or doing things with family too, because it is so close to the Christian holiday of Easter. Well, and also, you know, I know for me personally, it was again, a time to kind of clear out and and get some stuff handled. It was kind of the last hoorah, you know, who wants to be dusting off stuff in mid-July when it's 80 degrees out, you know, so it unfortunately spring is kind of the last hurrah, so to say, for doing all of your hermity tasks. I think so too. Cleaning. Yeah. And and I think too, by this time, you know, we're tired of being shut up. We're tired of being inside. And the thought of one more indoor thing is just so unappealing. Yeah. You just kind of want to be outside and do outside things. I think astrologically, the whole, maybe that's not the word for it. I think the other point to look at is the equalness of this time you know we 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 mentioned the the newness the new beginnings you know setting intentions but there's also something about that equal day and night and kind of knowing that you're making that flip the days getting longer and the nights getting shorter just kind of you know the same thing with the autumn equinox it's like that mental flip that the nights are getting longer and the days are getting shorter. One thing that I have found very interesting that I just started noticing, where have I been? Just how different the stars and the planets are in the sky at different times of year. I have noticed recently that where I'm located in Massachusetts, I'm now starting to be able to see the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, which I have not been able to see pretty much since Maybe not so much the equinox, but maybe more like Yule-ish. The literal earth shifting, like it's like it's it's visible on different levels of how we're we're making that shift. The changes that you can start to see in the sky and the changes you start to see on the earth and and just in the light of the day is it's significant this time of year. It's very noticeable. It's not like Yule to Imbolc. It is pretty much kind of the same. You know, the, the weather is not that much different. Things aren't that much different. Lithodolamus, things aren't that much different. Right. But Ostara, the spring equinox, it feels different. I mean, and the, same, the same with the autumn equinox. Same yes. thing. It, it's, it's, it's a different kind switch. of shift. Yes. Yeah, it's a different kind of shift. You know, I always I'm famous for saying another another tick, another notch on the wheel of the year. But this is like. A notch you feel. Yes. This is exactly. This is this isn't just a like a little. Uh, this is like a uh, you know, a big. It's a big one, yeah. And and that equalness, that balance. I maybe because I'm not so good. I'm always striving for balance. So you know, when things are balanced, you really feel it. You know, things feel great. And so it's kind of a good feeling, Ostar. And I think it helps that we're kind of entering into like you were talking about the stars and shifting. We're into Aries season. We're right. into that fire, that energy, that let's go get them season. And and you can, like you said, you can feel that fire. You can feel that energy this time of year. And it's so easy to see. And, and that helps me magically when I can 
see a candle or see incense that helps me get into the mood of doing ritual. So when I can see green grass and flowers outside and sunshine, I can really feel and get into like springtime, you know? Not to mention, you can feel yourself wearing less clothes and, you know, you're not wearing that hat and gloves, you know, right? that, that's also very appealing. But I think that this is definitely a time of year that doesn't get its due credit. You know, everybody's all for Beltane. Everybody's all for Yule. You know, this is the, the unsung holiday, in my opinion. We've talked before in our other podcast, The Stoned Witches Hour, we do have an Ostara 2022 recording that you can go check out. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes. But we did talk then a lot about spring cleaning because it's it's such a magical thing to do right now. It's such a, you know, we talk a lot about like for like as far as magic goes. Energy likes to be the same. It likes similar things. That's why you use... Um, sweets for spells where you want someone to like you you know you use roses and things when you want to attract someone to you you know like for like anyway so cleaning your house cleaning your space realistically and physically can be a representation magically of cleaning yourself and cleaning your energy and so it's a very easy spell to do if you do it with intention and we talk a lot about that in our other episode I think the big takeaway um, that we want we want to definitely get out there is this is a good time to plant your seeds, whether it's physical seeds, you know, whether you're getting ready to start planting that garden or or plant your seeds for your intentions, whether it be for the next couple of months or for the whole year. They say reap what you sow. Well, here's the time to sow for sure. Oh, I love that. That that's so true. That's such a good way to put it. And write them down, you know, write them down on little slips of paper and roll them up like an actual seed. They even make some biodegradable paper that has literal seeds in it. If you want to get some of that and write your intentions down, roll them up like a little ball and then plant that literal seed paper with your idea in it. That's an amazing way to literally put your words out there and have them grow. Actually, what I, an alternative to that and something I've actually done before is, um, you can write out whatever it, whatever it may be, um, write it out on a bay leaf. A bay leaf is, you know, kind of large enough for you at least to write a few words on. A bay leaf is a good alternative because um, that is absolutely something that you can just bury in the ground without worry. Yep. Another fun thing I like to do in the spring is chalk. I love chalk outside. Get yourself outside if you have a nice big sidewalk, if you have a nice big street something that you can draw on, especially, you know, I suppose you're not going to want to write a whole spell in front of your neighbor's house on the street, but you can write some symbols that mean something to you on your sidewalk or on your steps in chalk. And it's not going to hurt anything, but it's a great way to draw sigils, to write spells, and to kind of put that out there in a springtimey way. Pay no attention to the pentacles on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think my most favorite um, fun tradition is definitely the coloring of Easter eggs. I don't, it, it was something that just fascinated me as a kid. And I just, even at this age, have not gotten over. It was always a fun thing with my kids. I'm, I'm anticipating my grandson to be old enough to color eggs. Uh, so I, eggs are the thing for me. And in flowers, that's the other thing, you know, snow crocuses. 
I love them so much. I I, I do. I, I wish our, our listeners could see. I actually have snow crocuses. That's your background. My, my background. <laughs> but for all you flower lovers, this is the time where like those first sparks come out and you got to think of yourself as a flower. You are being sparked out into the world again. I love that. Sparked out from hibernation. <laughs> it, it's just a good time to kind of just feel renewed. Good time to kind of, you got a new slate. It's spring. Yeah. Brand new beginnings. Everything is fresh and new and starting, poking up out of the earth, all reborn, all ready to go. Perfect season for all of that. It's just ready to go and beautiful. So I think I think to wrap up, I think we need to just kind of end our Ostara episode with what's your favorite candy? Chocolate Easter bunnies. Oh, I love peeps. Ew, gross. I no. love peeps. No, peeps are an abomination. Actually, they just came out with fruit punch peeps. And let me tell you, that was Persephone herself bringing that with her. I mean, <laughs> gift from the gods, people. <laughs> Ambrosia in peep form. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Hawaiian you know, <laughs> punch peeps. Genius. That's all I got to say. Uh, just give me some good dark chocolate, high quality, good chocolate bunnies, and I'll be happy. All right. Well, Hope you enjoy your Ostara. It's a nice, easy holiday because it looks hot like Easter. No one's going to give you shit if you've got your colored eggs and your chocolate bunnies out. And or your, your flowers. Peeps. Or your peeps. Ew. If you have to. <laughs> I'll give you crap about the peeps. The rest of it, no one's even going to care. So if you have to kind of be an undercover pagan, Ostara is a good time to, you know, go all out with your witchy self because no one will be able to tell the difference anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. Happy Ostara, everyone. Happy Ostara. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening to Back on the Broomstick. And uh, join us next week on Friday where we talk about yet another witchy topic. And uh, happy Ostara.